This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, Pat Mann, from the Bay to L.A. and beyond. Waking up to a uh, interesting day in the Bay with weather because it's, even though there's clouds in the sky, uh, it's warm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's, I would say it's, it feels, it feels 80, but it looks 60. And in certain parts, I'm over here in the Rock Ridge area, you know, it looks like gloom, doom in one area. And then, uh, you know, the skies are open and it's, looks like summer again. I really, really forgot about the, the weather, the weather patterns of the Bay Area, in, in particular the East Bay. Um, I don't know, I may have given several thoughts uh, to move back uh, before I moved back if I had thought about the weather conditions, but I haven't been here in oh, almost 20 years, and even if I go back 20 years, I was working in San Francisco, and uh, at the time, and living in Emeryville, and trust me when I say 25 years ago, things were, things were a whole lot different. I mean, a whole lot different. And it just, it just goes to show that, I don't know, everybody's reality is, is really super different. We're living in different timelines. Um, what affects one person doesn't necessarily affect another. Um, and the insynchronicities insyn- of 1971. <laughs> now, I, I did a podcast the other day, you know, about coincidentally 1971 with a question mark and talked about a lot of uh, facts that were on the uh, website WTF happened in 71 and as I'm um, as I'm in the store I'm in the Starbucks I'm in the Safeway uh, and they have a Starbucks inside and there's kids everywhere so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of having flashbacks I'm having flashbacks while I'm in line waiting on my apple crisp macchiato <laughs> I don't even know what macchiato means I have no idea I just it said apple crisp and I was sold so as I'm waiting on it waiting on my macchiato macchiato um, uh, one of the ladies turns around and the back of her sh- shirt says 1971, you know, Starbucks. I said, no way, no freaking way. And apparently I haven't done the research or, or I didn't see Starbucks come up in that, you know, in, in the search that I've been looking for under all things 1971. But apparently Starbucks has been around since 1971. 
That's that's bananas. I mean, I would have thought Starbucks had come around. Well, I was working in San Francisco. I'm not a coffee drinker. So I guess I wouldn't have paid that much attention. But I know once I got to L.A. and uh, where I was living uh, in downtown L.A. near uh, uh, one of the UC campuses. I forget what campus I was closest. I want to say it was. Yeah, I want to guess at it. Anyway, there was a. Um, there's like three Starbucks within like right across the street from each other. And so that's the most I'd ever, you know, witnessed of, you know, seeing that mean Starbucks. And I said, I guess people are just caffeinated. Everyone's caffeinated. But uh, I think they were, what, uh, Tea Leaf Company? There was a Tea Leaf Company in San Francisco. Pete's Coffee, I remember Pete's Coffee. I just don't remember seeing as many Starbucks um, and definitely didn't know that they'd been around since 1971. That's that's crazy. Uh, how was the the apple crisp macchiato? Um, definitely doesn't need any extra sugar. <laughs> um, it was okay, but I asked for a grande, and it wasn't in a grande cup. It was in a I. It was in a regular size cup, a regular size cup of coffee you would have gotten, let's say, 20 years ago. That's what it was. It was in a, a cup that size, and that's what they called their grande. So I don't know what shift happened in the past 25, 50 years where Starbucks and all these major coffee companies came along and to determine what size coffee is <laughs> big, large, and small. They called it fancy, you know, grande. I don't know what's in between there. Grande, regular, and something else. But if that was a grande, I'm thinking like, what? What is what does a small look like? What does a small coffee look like if that was a grande? So maybe she made a mistake. I don't know. I know she definitely made a mistake with she asked me if I would like it iced, and I said, no, warm. And of course, I received it iced. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, is that my coffee? <laughs> she said, yeah. I said, you asked me if I wanted it warm or cold. And it's cold. It's ice. It looks like a milkshake. It's like, oh, yeah, you did. But they were really busy. Um, students, uh, high school students from the nearby art school and Oakland Tech, it appears that I arrived at their lunchtime and they take over the Rockridge uh, self-serve lunch area. They just take over the whole uh, Safeway shopping center, if that's what you want to call it. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it Safeway Shopping Center because Safeway has the biggest store that is just fully stocked of everything. I've never seen a store so fully stocked before in my life. Um wine, food, meats, produce, they got it all. And they have to serve a really big community, so I get it. And Safeway has been around since, I think, 1920 or, yeah, 
Something like that. Since the early, yeah, 1920. I believe that's it. And, um, so I'm just, I don't know. I feel like, how can I, how can I make an equivalent vision of, of how I'm feeling right now? I feel like I'm out of time. And not out of time, like out of, out of time. But like I'm out of a time loop. Like I'm in, I'm in the wrong time. Or I've been, I've been transported into this future that I do not understand. Because half of the, half of the people that were in line were students who looked like they were in the ninth, 10th, 11th grade, you know, ordering up macchiatos, espresso. That's an espresso coffee drink, by the way. I, it's, yeah, um... Yeah, it's their blend of espresso, but it was uh, a couple of the kids were ordering that. Wow, wow, coffee as a teenager? Nah, maybe you know when I think about it, maybe coffee would have helped because I don't think it would. Nah, I don't think it would. Well, it it may have helped because I wasn't a morning person, you know, as a teenager. I hated getting up, and more so, and I know hate is a huge word to use, but I, I did. I hated to hear my mother's voice yelling, talking about get up, because my alarm would go off three times. Why don't you hear that alarm? You're going to be late. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be late because you said I'm going to be late, but I got this down. <laughs> and I did. I had it down from, from the moment my alarm would go off. I get an extra snooze in because, you know, just waking up from what appears like, you know, I'd just gone to sleep. And, um, yeah, waking up like that, you know, getting your cereal. You know, I had it, <clears throat> I had time management down to a science. I still have time management down to a science. And I had a skateboard. So, you know, while all these people, uh, all these kids are walking, you know, and they're, they're going to be late. I'm not going to be late. I'm on my skateboard flying by them. You know, and then I got a little hill, a little dip. They gave me a little propulsion. And then, you know, it's, it's clear selling here on out. There wasn't as many cars on the road or it didn't feel like there was as many cars on the road when I was uh, when I was a kid. Um, but yeah. I was I was never late to first period ever, but just waking up, waking up like that to my mother's uh, yelling and screaming. That's that's the last thing you want to do is wake up to anyone yelling and screaming. You know it has its effects. You know that that just don't go away. Um, someone had mentioned that um, I shared that you know I keep a lot of things in. I don't talk about it. Um, and they were like, uh, well, you shouldn't keep things in. And my response was like, I don't, I don't keep things in. I actually do a podcast. That's how I haven't gone crazy all this time. I talk to my phone (laughs) in the hopes that somebody is listening. Uh, and you know, 
whether I get a confirmation back from anyone that's listening or not, I, I just continue to do it because it it helps me. It helps me to get out of my head, um, get out of my thoughts and just really try to stay focused on, you know, my mission. So uh, I have an assignment due today in my uh, introduction to leadership class. I've been uh, reading uh, the chapter the whole week. Uh, downloaded this new software. I guess it's been around since 2014. I never heard of it. It's called Speechify. And uh, it'll, it allows you to... Uh, it will read your context and turn it into... And turn it into a... Um, an ebook. So you can listen to your book later and you can choose all kind of voices. It's actually really, really impressive because it has a voice of Gwyneth Paltrow, who is in uh, uh, her. One of the roles I know her mostly for is uh, Iron Man, the Iron Man Marvel series. So I, I have an app now that allows Gwyneth Paltrow to talk to me. Um, about whatever I'm reading. That's kind of cool. So that's helping. But I really need housing. I have to, I have to, I have to get a room or something where I'm staying at my brother's is just, it's, it's not cool. It's not okay at all. Um, I've been looking. Um, I came across a councilman, uh, city of Oakland councilman, who uh, says she's she's experienced homelessness before, and now she's a city councilman fighting for people who need um, who need homes and housing. So I found her email, found all her information. I'm gonna send her a presentation and a letter, and just let her know. Look, I need I need that space. I, I need it. <laughs> These, this intro to leadership class and the intro to international uh, business management is, isn't something that I can just you know, zip through. I, I have to have the concentration to sit down and read and, 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 and absorb the information without being distracted by nonsense conversations, you know, dog barkings. Um, kids bumping up against the wall like it's an earthquake, you know, bullets coming through the door, uh, walls. Um, it's just a, a, it's a number of distractions I'm, I'm dealing with. So I tend to come to the library, the Rock Ridge Library, and spend, you know, my day here reviewing the content for my courses and even in that, um, there's just so many things that I need to do in between that. So I, I really try to stay focused and, um, you know, stay positive. There's a lot of people uh, I'm interacting with on a daily basis, whether text, email, in person, in the grocery stores. Uh, I don't see a lot of smiles, just a lot of faces with that look of 
concern and worry. And, um, you know, there's nothing you could do about, there's nothing you could do with worrying. Like, I, worrying, worrying can't help anyone. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing that as a fact of life. <laughs> if, if, if you can, if you've met anyone that has become very successful in life by worrying, I would love to talk to them. If you've met anyone that has actually, you know, yeah, become successful in anything or, or is healthier because they worried all their life, I, I really would like to talk to them. Because it's impossible. You can't worry. What does what worrying do for you? Worry doesn't do anything for you. It just makes you angry and pissed off and, and fires off neurons in your brain that, you know, that, that's, that's not going to help you in the long run or the short run. So that's what's up with that. I'm not going to go on and on and on today with the podcast. Uh, I might do something a little later. I got to get back to studying and finish up my classes before <laughs> before the kids get out early and they like to come here to the library and they like to come to the library and hang out. Um, but they're not really studying. They're just literally hanging out and looking at their phones. So. I want to give this space so I can sit down and, and do my work. So um, I want to give a shout out to any and everybody that's listening to this podcast, knowing that uh, just by listening, you're encouraging me to continue to get out of my head, um, knowing that uh, my voice and, and um, some of the things I talk about interests you enough to you know give it thought and, and uh, help someone else. Basically, I think that's what podcasting can be about. I mean, that's what radio, early radio was about. Just broadcasting, playing new music, talking about stuff that you wouldn't uh, hear anywhere else. And uh, along came censorship. (laughs) I don't know who makes these rules. And here's something I want to leave you with. I don't know one person. Not one person in my circle of people, friends, family. And I've been on the planet for quite a while, you know, half a century. Been on the planet for half a century. But I don't know not one person who is in um, the political arena, meaning they hold a position in office, in Congress, uh, they hold any positions in council in any county. I don't know anybody I'm related to. I don't know anyone, period. And so I throw it out there to say, you know, who who wakes up one day and says, I want to be a congressman or I want to be a political figure because just from what I'm digesting from this international globalization business management course and the business uh, intro to leadership, there's a lot to discern. There's a lot to absorb. And it just seems like wordplay to me. You know, 
one person believes this, the other person believes that, and then they come to a, a decision. But I've been, and I guess it's so challenging to sit here and read all this stuff because a lot of a lot of the reference, uh, a lot of references are going back to books that were just created within the past twenty years, like ten years, fifteen years, five years. These books that they're referencing are fairly new. They're not like from 1800 or 1960. They're talking about the dot-com era. I worked in the dot-com era. They're talking about, you know, the depression or the recession that happened in 2008. I was around 2008. I actually had a job when I didn't know that there was a depression going on. They're talking about the automotive industry. Um, how it's changed. You're talking about, you know, housing crash and all that and how that's changed. Talking about relevant information. And my thing is like, how is it's impossible? That's what it is. It's impossible to retain all this information and just just really learn it and absorb it all. And I know this because, look, in 2016, when I resigned from my day gig as a director of facilities and operations, all I could think of is what the hell have I been missing out on? Because when you're in a when you're in a job like that, what time do you have to look outside of yourself or into what is going on outside of your business and your business life? And when do you when will you have time to even pay attention? The answer is you wouldn't. So people become enclosed in this bubble whatever the reality is and if they decide to take a vacation one day it's like no wonder that vacation is so you know needed (laughs) and and you have such a surreal time because look if you've been working in a job for let's just say a year and out of that year You take a week off to vacate. Of course, you're going to have a great time. You should have a great time. And it's probably going to be challenging to come back and depressing to come back because the things at your job has not changed. You've changed because you've been enlightened. You've seen some things. You've experienced some things. And now you want more of that. And so and you can't take your work to your vacation. That's not vacation. And if you do that, if you can't even answer your phone or look at emails on your vacation, because that's not a vacation. You're not vacating from, you know, something if if you're constantly giving attention to it. So, of course, a, a, a week away, it's going to cause some disruption. And I knew that working, you know, in that position, I you know, I hardly took vacations. You know, uh, funerals and weddings are not vacations. You know, when your boy gets married or your boys are getting married and it's a weekend away, that's not a vacation. That's your boy getting married and you going, you know, for a bachelor's party. That's just what that is. You know, a night of drinking and, and just getting getting away from the norm normal normalities of, of life. But it's not a vacation. So um, the takeaway for this, I guess my last takeaway, because 
have to get into the library. It's starting to fill up. I see cars pulling up, people walking in. Um, if you're working and uh, I recommend, I don't care what's going on, to get away, to get away once a month. If you're working anywhere, I don't care what you're doing, just get away once a month. Um, plan it that Thursday to be out on the road by Friday and returning on you know Sunday night. That's my recommendation. A trip to Tulum, a trip to the park, a trip camping, whatever it is. But you must get away from what it is that uh, takes the most attention from your life. You have to break away from it. Thinking that, you know, a week vacation or two weeks vacations uh, a year is going to help you. It's not going to help. It's actually going to make things worse, especially if you don't plan it out and really... um, do these little breaks. You have to do the little breaks so that when you get the big break away, um, that you can really enjoy yourself. And times are changing. I mean, according to these leadership classes, man, I'm I'm kind of I'm sort of taking these classes because in the past, I would say in the past 17 years, my interaction with professionals in the professional environment was anything but that. Like there was a lot of people that broke a lot of rules, a lot of leaders and managers who are in positions that just broke all kind of ethical rules when it comes to business management. And I knew I know what I'm doing and I knew what I was doing, but I knew they didn't know what they were doing. And in taking these classes, it's confirming everything. The traits of a leadership of a leader the traits of leadership, how a board should should be run, how a board should respond. Um, and in my business communications class that I had during the summer, I aced it. A plus. That was my confirmation that, hey, I do know what I know what I'm talking about. I've always known what I'm talking about. 30, you don't work 35 years in various industries to not know what you're talking about. But when you when you come across people who who haven't updated their life skills <laughs> or who haven't updated their 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 own uh, educational curriculum and professional in the professional life and what what does that mean going to webinars uh, constantly staying in the flow of of, of leadership uh, courses and learning from other leaders and talking to the people that you work with. Not talking down to them, talking to them. I challenged I challenged all the people that I worked with and worked for to actually sit down and have a conversation before I made solid decisions. That's what I did. I did that with every that was my strategy for work. When I decided I was going to either work for someone or consult with them, 
I want to sit down and I want to I want to I want to feel their vibe on on how they how they were how their position was in their leadership position and then I made an assessment and then I continued and a lot of these guys were man it, it was it's bad it's really really bad it was a letdown too you know when you look up to someone who is who is a um, who is a leader in the community, and and their actions, and how they um, how they're doing business is just against everything that you stand for: justice, equality. Um, it's it's a letdown, and it's it's it becomes depressing, and that's what happened with with me and my work. You know, I, I, I've known about business. I've known about, you know, the the laws that are in place and, and following ethics and having uh, the foundation to uh, manage other people. I knew what that responsibility was like, and I practiced it all the time, and I taught it to my guys. But when it came to the people, you know, <laughs> board members and executives and 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 people who who and the main bosses themselves these guys that were in charge who were running and I'm 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 going to be straight up and direct with this the, the the people who are in charge of their church you have 3000 people that are following you tens and thousands of people that are following you yet you display this life that that is not that you're not worthy of of leading anyone but yourself you're not even worthy of leading yourself you 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 want to lead me to what to hell <laughs> that's where I was going so in saying that you know I had I had to make decisions and I knew I knew my outcome would not be easy. I knew it. I knew I wouldn't have the backup. I knew people wouldn't understand. I knew people wouldn't support it. They'll say it, but they won't. You know, they don't support it. And so we live our life and we keep it moving. And if talking about it makes makes you feel better, hey, give me a call. Give me a call, email me. We'll, we'll, I'll just sit there and listen. You want to express it? I'll just sit there and listen. I won't even have an opinion. I won't have anything to say. I'll just, I'll just sit there and listen. People need that. And I think that's what leadership is about. Leadership and business or life is about listening. And a lot, a lot of leaders don't listen. And in the past, that's that was that was kind of the demise and the the uh, discourse that happened with folks that I worked for, it came down to, you know, you're not listening to me. You're not listening. And every time they would say the same thing. Oh, oh, you were right, Pat. We should have, we should have listened. I was like, yeah, but now it's too late. Now we got to divert energy to fixing something that shouldn't have been broken or could have, it could have been avoided. And so that's beyond frustrating. You can hear it in my voice. It just that's the hardest part of this class is because when I'm reading 
things that were applicable just just three years ago in business. And I'm like, that's not how this went. This guy's been in business for 25, 35 years. Then written all, he's written all kind of books. Yet he couldn't even sit down and have a conversation with me about his business. Right then and there, I, I should have just walked away. And I didn't. I stuck around because there was a there was a mission in play and I had to I had to complete it. Not for them, not for that organization. This is just for me. All right, people, I'm out of here. Hope you have a wonderful day. And um, whatever you get out of this podcast, hey, um, share it with someone else. That's all I can say. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Peace.